what's up hybrids welcome back to another episode of the phantom hybrid podcast this is hanako and today i have mike anthony michelle and casey and we are discussing thor love and thunder and this is going to be interesting because this is the first time that michelle and Casey will no, not for Casey, but this is the first time Michelle has been on one of the group recordings. So yes, welcome, yes. Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. And it's been a while since we've seen Casey because Casey don't know how to sit still. She traipsing all over the place, just <laughs> living life. So anyway, doing what I doing what I can. I know, I know. So anyway, we decided we were going to discuss Thor, and everybody was like, "Oh, I want in." I want in. The only person who's not here is Lori. That's because she hasn't seen it yet. So yeah, Casey was pouting. We were going to do it without her. It's like rolling her eyes and pouting. I absolutely was. That's okay. That's, That's why I'm glad y'all all had things that clashed with it yesterday and the day before. I'm like, oh, perfect. I didn't want to get in there all happy, but I was happy. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Thor: Love and Thunder. I know this is. Um, I think this is one of the one of the few films where we're like really, really divisive on because some really liked it and some really did not like it. And some are kind of in the middle. So I don't know. How do we even want to start this off? I'm going to be honest. I've only seen it once. That was the day it was released, which was several weeks ago. I'm probably going to forget some stuff. That's one of the disadvantages of going to the movies because I can't take a notebook and sit there and write notes while I'm in the movie theater. But I don't know. Let's, 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 let's see. Let's go and get everyone's just initial opinions. I'm going to start with Anthony because he got the biggest smile right (laughs) now and I already know how he feels about this movie. And tell us, what was your initial reaction to Thor Love and Thunder? My initial reaction was annoyance. <laughs> I was annoyed the whole movie. You know, you have you posted and tell like, oh, this is like the funniest movie ever. It's so hilarious. And then I go in there and I get screaming goats every years. <laughs> it was freaking annoying. Funny. No, they weren't. <laughs> no, they were not funny. They were. The the jokes all fell flat. I was annoyed. Um, I, I, I was just completely disappointed in mm-hmm. this outing um, from Taiki Watiti, whatever his name is. It was Taiki Watiti. Like, it, wasn't, it wasn't very good. Now, I will say that Christian Bale, like, totally, I, I think if he was, if he went to go see the movie on his own, he would sit there and be like, what movie were they filming? Like he was in so, he was in a completely different movie mm-hmm. than the rest of the cast. And and like I said, I was annoyed. I'm sure he would be annoyed too, because that was a waste <laughs> of a really, really good performance from him. Like it was really, really good. He was terrifying, he was charismatic, he was powerful, he was huge, and then the rest of the movie was garbage. So that's, that's that was my initial reaction. Okay, we're gonna go to the person that lives with you to whom you related by marriage. Michelle. <laughs> well, I wasn't annoyed, but it is my least favorite movie. Okay. Um 
I as, as a fun, wait, your wait, your least favorite Thor movie or your least favorite Marvel movie? Marvel. Okay. Wow. Okay. I will. I would. I wouldn't see this again. Really, I wouldn't even watch it while I'm doing like work on the side. Wow. I didn't think it was that funny. Okay. And in the middle of the movie, I was thinking, oh, my goodness, people really like this movie. <laughs> like, oh. when is this going to end? I'm getting a little tired. Oh, my goodness. OK, Casey, what about you? Apparently, I'm in the minority because I saw it three times. <laughs> Did I, liked you? <laughs> I liked it. I did think it was funny. Also because I'm corny as hell. So a lot of those, I was in the theater cracking up. I thought it was hilarious. I love the damn goats. So I I liked it. It wasn't the worst movie, but I liked it. The, the first time I saw it, I was kind of like, you know, it took a minute, especially the first 10 minutes when they had the first little fight, I was confused. Because I didn't know if they were joking. The scene with or, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. So I didn't know if they were like being jokey on purpose. Mm-hmm. It, was like an first, SNL, it was like an SNL sketch. Right. So I was, at, at first I was like, I, I wasn't sure. But then after it got past that part, I, I got invested in it. And then when I saw it the second time, I was like, okay. Now that I knew what to expect, it was better. Okay. But again, I saw it three times, so. Okay, Mike, what about you? Hi, my name is Mike, and I'm in the middle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so here's my thing. I like this movie. In, in my opinion, it wasn't the worst Marvel movie. That's still re- reserved for Thor Dark World whenever I see it. I still haven't seen it. I probably won't see it, but it's there. So, but it wasn't, I mean, it was, definitely wasn't the best. It was It was kind of mid to me. Um, it, what, it, what it reminded me of, I had similar feelings in this movie that I have to Age of Ultron. And this is why. Because while I love Christian Bale's performance, if y'all remember when James Spader played Ultron, in the previews, he looked like he was just going to be evil and just sinister through the whole movie. But of course, he was like cracking jokes. Like in whole parts of the movie, he was just cracking jokes and trying to be sarcastic and funny. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, why are you doing that? You're, no, 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 no. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. And then I had the same feeling when Gore was like with the kids and he was like trying to crack jokes and be funny and be kind of like itish, like with the kids and stuff. Right. I was kind of like, why are you doing that? Like, no, stop that. Like, take, say, you, say you're going to eat the kids, like pull hair, do something. Don't do that. Like, that's ridiculous. But my whole thing is I like the movie. I really like the first post credit scene because I'm excited to see because I like from what I know about Hercules and Thor getting together that's the that I'm really really looking forward to because that's going to be like those that's going to be like the best destructive most destructive buddy movie ever when it comes out it's going to be fucking awesome um I really like Natalie Portman in this as Jane I thought she did a really good job um I I thought Russell Crowe was fucking hilarious. I thought he was fucking, he was funny as shit. I don't care, Ed. Go ahead and shake your head. He was funny as shit. I don't care, okay? He was hilarious. It, it'll be, it's, it's fat Russell Crowe. What's not to laugh at? What's not to laugh at? It's fat Russell Crowe, who, who has like, has like and, he, and he had a Greek accent. 
It was basically like watching him star in my big fat Greek wedding. What is not to like about that? That was great. And I just thought everything, I could use a little more Valkyrie. I thought Valkyrie was kind of underutilized in this movie. I mm-hmm. thought she could have been used a little bit more, but I did like what she was in. Um, looking forward to seeing um, Heimdall's son in Young Avengers. Yet another one that's going probably going to be featured again because he had, he had I, I think they gave him enough enough of a push that you're going to be like, okay, we're going to probably going to see him again somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, I see, this is why I kind of wish Lori was in on this because I need a little more background on Gore's daughter because I, I literally have, I know nothing about her, like as far as the comics. Like, I don't know, like, how her power set, like, when she has a power set, like, and she's wielding Stormbreaker. I'm like, I was kind of like, okay, I don't understand that part. But I mean, she if seems I'm not like mistaken, she she's not she's a made up for the movie. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's like she kind of came out of nowhere to me. Like in the end, like all of a sudden she's super destructive and she's like a superhero. It's like I don't want eggs, and she like burns holes in skillets. And I'm like, what the fuck is going? What? Hold up, hold up. But I mean, overall, it's. It's kind of it was kind of mid to me. I, I still enjoyed myself. I'll probably end up seeing it again when it comes on Plus, just just because I because I see every whenever whenever something comes on Plus, I see it again just to see what I missed. And I thought it was I mean I thought a lot of it was pretty good, like especially especially you know fun fact I didn't know that Thor could actually Shazam his power to a whole horde of children who are holding teddy bears and random pieces of metal. That they can so they can go and fight stuff, but you know, I think he that. was able to do it because he had Zeus's Thunderbolt. Ah, mm. okay. Well, he, yeah. yeah, but I, I mean, I I enjoyed myself. It was it was a good movie to go to the theater for. So I I enjoyed myself, but it's still kind of it was kind of mid for me just for a few things. Okay, so I'm gonna balance this out because I'm with Casey. It was it was funny as hell to me, like. <laughs> I already knew to expect certain things because my best friend called me and she was like, okay, I'm gonna tell you now. She was like the storyline is shit. She was like, but you will laugh the whole movie. And she's very critical of movies. And she said, I'm just going to tell you one word goats. And as soon as those goats hit the screen, I hollered and I just kept laughing the whole movie through every time they were on uh, screen just because it was something that was so unexpected and y'all know me I always feel like sometimes we get the quote-unquote little stupid movies or the the comedy the comedic movies in order to kind of give us a moment of levity before Marvel goes in and absolutely destroys us so I kind of feel like that's what this movie was so that's how I went into it once I saw what the storyline was going to be now, yes, the, the stuff with Jane was sad and it was serious, but I still feel like the funny stuff kind of balanced it out so that I didn't go into the movie like, oh my God, I'm so depressed because of what's going on. You know what I'm saying? It was still funny enough to kind of like it gave it, the, the movie gave those serious moments time to be serious and there was a little humor injected in some of those, like Jane, Jane was not one of those people who um, was kind of giving up, 
you know, she knew things were dark and she was like, okay, let me go see if this will work or let me see if this will work. And she had a little bit of humor. She was trying to keep her spirits up. So I didn't find anything inappropriate with that. And then all the other stuff that happened was really funny. And it kind of took your mind off of that for the moment. So I actually loved it for that reason. But um, we're going to get into some of the other stuff that Mike talked about. But yeah, I, I had no problems with this movie. It was funny. I don't think it was meant to be serious. I don't think it was meant to um at all. No, no. It, it it really wasn't. It really wasn't. So and my, I and I enjoyed it as such. My issue wasn't that that it was supposed to be funny. Thor Ragnarok was funny. Mm-hmm. Like I really like Thor Ragnarok. It's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. But it, like he tried to take that same funniness and it didn't work to me in this movie. Like he, the jokes weren't funny to me. Okay. Like I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't think I'm a corny person. I don't really consider stuff corny, and sometimes I'm called corny. But some <laughs> of the jokes, no, she's not corny. I'm corny, some of the jokes, and I'll laugh at anything. Some of the jokes yeah. just weren't funny. Like Russell Crowe, I'm sorry that that was not funny. Like I saw Russell Crowe, no, I seen Russell Russell Crowe be funny. That that was I was annoyed. (laughs) Russell Crowe, Russell Crowe with a really bad Greek accent was not funny to you. No, that was not. He was supposed to be an asshole because Zeus is an asshole. I think he he played that role perfectly. He was an asshole, but he wasn't funny. He wasn't funny. And the goats were definitely not funny. They were not. The goats were hilarious. They were not funny. I disagree. even when they slammed into the planet and they went, ah! <laughs> no, they were, that was not, they were not funny. They were not funny. I think, to, I, I, I'm going to say You were in this. a bad mood when I'm you went to go see the movie, no, Anthony. I'm going to say this, and then I'll leave it alone. Thor Ragnarok had the, the, Thor Ragnarok was funny because the people that were around Thor, like, Hilliston is funny. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what's his name? Who played Bruce Banner? Um, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. They, they're naturally funny people. You know, Tessa Thompson is funny. Everybody in that movie was kind of funny. He didn't have to be as funny. He could play off their funniness, their comedy. In this movie, the people like uh, what's her name? Um, Natalie Portman isn't really funny to me. And so the stuff that she was saying was not funny. It was it, all her jokes were just kind of corny. I and think, I, but I think that was on purpose because we're okay, so used to seeing I, I'm her. I'm sorry, on, on purpose to yeah. to be funny is not funny to me. Like I I, I need for it to be kind of na- like Mark Mark Ruffalo isn't trying to be corny on purpose. He mm-hmm. just is and is funny. Tom Hiddleston is funny even when he's being corny. It's why you know watch Loki. Even yeah. when he's not trying to be funny, he's funny. Mm-hmm. These people were trying and not trying, and it wasn't funny either way. And then you have Chris Hemsworth trying to be even more funny, and it just came off as like flat to me. Like it, it just wasn't. It just it was too much. And then it was things like that really bothered me with Stormbreaker and Mjolnir having personalities, especially Stormbreaker. But then, oh come oh, on! You gotta, Gore, you gotta... Hold on, hold on. I didn't have a problem with that. I had a problem when Gore takes Stormbreaker, and Stormbreaker is like, "Oh yeah, do whatever you want." But like, it wouldn't do anything for Thor when it was upset. Because so, he was jealous. 
Right. But then he couldn't he, he just let Gore do whatever he wanted to do with it. He was so, jealous. That explains it. That's the whole if you paid attention, you like he you see Stormbreaker like floating in around the corner looking at him like opening that. I got that. You can't tell me. Oh, hey, I didn't see you there. You can't tell me. You're going to give it a personality for a joke and then not have a personality later. You understand what I'm saying? Like, oh, it can make a decision on its own when it's supposed to be funny. But when the movie gets serious, all of a sudden, it's just a hammer now. It doesn't have a personality. I didn't look no, at it no. that way. I didn't look How at can it that you way. Not? That's what it did. Because if you look That's at what the way, it did. because if you look at the way that they presented Molnir and Stormbreaker, it's almost like they were Thor's girlfriends and ex-girlfriends, and they were Stormbreaker was jealous because Thor was sitting here pining over Molnir, and he's like, and he she would it is like, I'm right here. I'm I'm right here. So what happens when you're in a relationship and you ignore the person that you're with because you're pining over somebody else? When it comes for that person to do for you, they're like, okay, whatever. I'm not thinking about you right now. That's how I looked at it. Like, oh, okay, but, was but like, someone can come and steal you and make you do something that you don't. Oh wait, you don't want to do it, or you do want to do it. So you want to destroy the universe or not? But Gore paid attention to him. Oh, Thor wasn't on. paying attention to him. So, well, clearly, did you find anything funny in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there were some oh. funny parts in there. <laughs> hmm. Come back to me on that. Oh, my God. Are you serious? I think you were in a bad mood when you went to go see. It's not that bad. I didn't say it was bad. I just said it wasn't funny. <laughs> oh my it was. It was okay. It was. It was okay movie. I wouldn't go see it again, and I won't see it on Disney Plus. It was just okay. <laughs> not even the. Yeah. Not even the second time just to see if you yeah you have to watch it again. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll watch it again. Yeah, but you know, I, yeah, it's gonna be hard. It was. <laughs> oh my God. All right, all right. You're a gruff one, Mr. Grinch. The goat. So, did you like any parts of the movie? Was there anything you liked? Like even the first goat. I, I, mean, I like Christian Bale. Christian Bale was great. That was the only That's thing funny. you liked in the entire movie. Um the the effects were good. The kids at the end. The kids at the end. I I really enjoyed that. The kids were funny. Baby Thor Brigade. Yeah, they were Baby Thor Brigade. Yes. Oh, and and um, Hindle's son, um, Axel, he was hilarious. He had some I, I, funny lines. He had some I love that kid. Look. I'm telling, he had some I'm telling funny you, liners. he was good. He's a, him and him and Love are probably going to figure somehow in in some in some way or some way or shape or form in the future somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty sure we're going to see them again. Especially, yeah, I don't I, I think, think they would have. I don't think they would have written her in there the way that they did, mm-hmm. especially yeah. at the end, being like a ward of Thor's for her to not show up again. So she just might be one of those characters that they created specifically for the MCU. And right. then we'll just have to see where her character goes from there. But um other part that I really liked was Luke Hemsworth, Matt Damon, Sam Neill, and Melissa McCarthy <laughs> replaying oh right now. Okay, that 
That was brilliant. Matt Damon can show up in all the Thor movies <laughs> yes. or all the MCU movies. Him and Luke, can they can show up in all of them as those characters. I would not care. I would absolutely and, love it. And Melissa McCarthy as Hilla was just absolutely perfect. Okay, <laughs> see, I have to confess, I am not a fan of Melissa McCarthy. Oh, what? so when I, I'm I not. Am. Oh, wow. I'm not. It's kind of hit or miss for me. It's like, there's some things old... that she's hilarious in, and there's some things I'm kind of meh. I'm still mad at her for taking the role of Ursula in fucking the Little Mermaid movie, when it definitely should have gone to Queen Latifah, but don't get me started on that. I'm just like, that was, that annoyed me when she came on the screen. I was like, did they really have to put her in this movie? Yeah, not, not this and, and of course, and of course, when you saw her, you saw her husband tailing after her. I'm like, yes, oh. all the time. Get the husband to check. I'm like, all right. I was like, I was like, really? I was like, okay, well, that's a family check. I'm not mad at that. All right, keep going. Proceed. I did I also like, okay, since we're talking about uh, nepotism in movies, <laughs> I did like the fact that uh, Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, and Taika Waititi's kids were all in the film. I think that yeah, was because really love, cool. love is um loves his daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, love is his daughter. Was, yeah, I thought, I thought that was great. And then um, one of the younger versions of Thor in that beginning flashback was one of his sons. Right. And then um, his other son was part of the Asgardian kids that were kidnapped as well as Natalie Portman's children and Taika Waititi's children. So I thought that that was fun. Like, okay, if you think about it like that, if you're going to have a movie that you can bring your kids to be in and it just kind of, that that, that Mm -hmm. was a great one. Hey, like family royalties. Got to keep them checks coming in. I mean, I'm not mad. Not at all. It would have been different if, you know, if you put a child, if if you have these children of yours and you put them in like starring roles and they had never been stars before, that would have been different. But you put them in a movie just so that they could do something fun. They had a cute little fight scene at the end with all the kids getting the powers of Thor. I thought it was really cute. So that was that was fun. Yeah, I like that part. But let's talk about story a little bit. Um, so we're introduced to Gore the God Butcher in this film at the beginning. And it, it starts out again. It starts out kind of heavy because you have this man and his child. They're on a planet that looks deserted. I don't know if it was just their area or whatever, but it's, it's deserted. They have no water. They are struggling. He is a man of faith and he is steadily, steadily praying to his God to come help, save them, you know, give them water, something to help them. And throughout all of this, you know, it goes on for a while and then his daughter actually ends up dying. Then afterwards, he sees a vision of like a little oasis. And when he goes over to the oasis, there's water there, there's greenery, and then you have some gods there and it's the god that he serves and i can't remember which god it was but he goes and he's like oh like some kind of sun god yeah he's like oh you're here i've been praying for you why did you not come help us and let me tell y'all before the dialogue even started i already knew where this was going i was like yeah they're about to show us that gods are dicks again this is Mm -hmm. where we're going with this movie and that's exactly what happens you know, the God is basically like, 
why would why would I help you? Why 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 would I do this? I'm I'm over here. I'm enjoying the you know being godly. I'm I'm drinking and eating to my heart's desire. I don't care about the little people. That's basically the gist of it. And um, Gore, there there's this other. I forgot how, how did he come across the um the sword? Was wasn't it there? The god and someone else had gotten into a fight. Yes. Yeah, so they fine. killed the other they yeah, killed they, the they other killed warrior yeah. and then when he like choked them up the sword spoke to him and it went into his hand oh yeah because he got cut by it when he was crawling around on the ground mm-hmm. or something like that so yeah so he comes across this sword that has the power to kill gods and you know this guy really just pissed him off because he basically just told you yeah i know your daughter died i really don't give a fuck so what do you do when you threaten this guy um yeah he picks up the sword that has the ability to kill gods and he kills you with it and then of course because of his anger and because of this god's very nonchalant attitude towards his faith and his suffering and everything he decides okay yeah i'm gonna kill all gods i was like wow we went to extremes really fast (laughs) you didn't just kill the god that that was the one that actually shunned you you want to go kill them all Oh. Well, he was he was starting to be corrupted by the necro sword because that's what he wants to do. Yeah, so it chose him. Yeah, but but yeah, it it. The side note: the sword was created by the same being that created the, um, the symbiotes. Like, uh, what's his name? Um, okay, it starts with the N. It's like. Venom, Venom, Carnage, all those they come from this guy. Yeah. It's like the guy is like knocked. I can't remember his name, but he he was a pretty bad guy, and his whole thing is to basically destroy the universe. Oh, okay. That's where this he created the sword. So you know, I just I always wonder about these beings. Like, why is it always the universe you want to destroy? That's what that's what it is. No. Why can't you just yeah. no? Why can't you just destroy the part that pissed you off and leave everybody else the fuck alone? Like because he was being influenced by the sword. The sword was like talking. I'm to not him. talking about just this person. I'm She's talking about, about no, just anyone villains in general. When when they say I'm going to destroy the universe, I want to conquer the universe. Why? Why? What did the universe do to you? If somebody on planet Everything. Earth pissed you off, or if the planet Earth pisses you off, you just destroy the planet. Leave everybody else alone. They had nothing to do with it. But see, you can't you can't talk to some people like that. It's like people who have been been shit on their whole lives, or who are, who find out that the god that they believed in is a selfish prick, and everything that everything that they base their life on is basically a lie because this motherfucker doesn't give a good goddamn about me. So it's like, you know, it's like he only needs, he, he doesn't need a real big push. He just needs a little nudge to go over to go over the deep end and just be like, you know what? Fuck everybody. Fuck See, you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. What, what do and I have to do with what this guy everybody. did? Like, why do you want to come after me because of what this guy did? I would have gave you some water. I would have gave you and your daughter some water. I would have gave y'all some shelter. I would have gave y'all some chocolate here. Eat, get some energy. Just you know. I but that, but that's the that's the point, Hanako. He doesn't care. It's too late. He's already lost his daughter. He's lost everything, and he sees that the person that could have helped him 
who doesn't give a fuck. So he's like, you know what? I don't give a fuck either. I'm killing everything. You, it's not, it's not logical. You're not gonna find a reason for it. There's no explanation for it. He's just like, fuck all y'all. I'm Villains are just so extra. They so yes. extra. You're you're 100 right. I totally agree with you. Like, but uh, just just don't just don't go looking for meaning in it. You're not gonna find it because people can't be reckoned. He can't be reasoned with. He's not gonna be reasoned with because he has nothing left to lose. He has uh, nothing. There's nothing for him. So he's just gonna be like, fuck you, fuck you. You're not cool anymore. I'm killing you. Fuck you. He's yeah, but he getting everybody. He's probably getting rid of the ones who are caring for their people. Go look for the bad guys. He doesn't care. It doesn't matter to him because he's already lost everything that he's cared about. So he wants everyone to feel his pain. That's that's the whole that's a whole villain trope. It's like I'm feeling pain, so I don't want everyone else to feel the pain that I'm feeling. See, and that's that whole be- people ain't minding their own business. Everybody else over here doing what they're supposed to do, and he got I to go agree. get in everybody's business and like blame them for shit other people did. That's it's just to to be fair. To be fair. We wouldn't say that about addicts, would we? No. The addicts don't have is, superpowers. The sword is influencing him. Well, this one, the sword is influencing him. It's amplifying his feelings. He doesn't like his God. The sword is making him think, well, all gods must be just like this one. They don't care about us. So I got to kill them all. That's the sword doing that to him. That's not how he really feels. And then there was one little speech at the end and he flipped. Like you had all this anger and hate. Anger and hate. The sword sword. was destroyed. And it easily went away that quickly. Yeah, because that's how powerful the influence was. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I can see. I mean, if you think about it. Before he was influenced by the sword, he was a loving, devoted father and very religious person whose religious convictions is what kept him alive as long as he did, because he truly believed. That his God was going to save him. Yeah. And in yeah. the comic book, his whole family died. This wasn't the daughter. He watched his whole family die, his wife and his children. And he probably yeah. did in this version too. It's just that the daughter may have been the yeah. last one. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I get that. I'm just, I'm just being, I'm just being funny because I'm just like, why you gotta go kill everybody else? You had the you literally killed the person that that was mean to you, but I mean, we see, you know, you talk about the influence. I mean, we we saw it with the um, the stones, with the tesseract. We've mm. seen it with the um, the dark hole. So, so I get that whole thing. Sure, we see, we've seen it with the ring and Lord of the Rings. It's like one, yeah. one powerful thing can be really influential, and you you will block out everything else to hear what that object has to say to you. Yeah. So it's like if the object saying kill everyone, you could be like kill everyone. Everyone else could be be outside you like. No, what the fuck's wrong with you? Stop, stop. And you're like, kill everyone. Then it's like, you're not going to listen to anybody. So I'm just it's saying, a, plot, this it's is a why... plot device. It was a plot device by Kevin Feige to set up the other phases where now you have all these worlds and communities without their guardians and protectors. And then somebody, Kang, is going to come along and try to fill <laughs> that void. Yeah. That I is get not it. a theory. I get not it. And I'm like, sitting here and thinking he, about all this, like, this is why Mrs. Weasley says you never trust anything if you can't see where it keeps its brain. Just leave the inanimate objects alone because now <laughs> you're over here killing you're over here killing folks that had nothing to do with the shit that you mad about. It's not fair. And, and, and plus he also he also consciously subconsciously reintroduced another 
type of symbiote into the Marvel universe. So it's like he's mm-hmm. he's basically he's basically setting up like he's basically setting up symbiotes to come into the Marvel universe mm-hmm. and not be not not be fucked up by some. I mean, put into a movie by Sony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not go there. But yeah, so that's how we start with this, and of course. Um, so let's talk about the opening scene with Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy because I did find that funny. You know, even when we saw them team up prior, just kind of the dynamic with Thor and the rest of the Guardians was funny to me. This one was even more so, but it was, I feel like in a way it was over the top, but I feel like it was supposed to be over the top. You know, as far as like, I, I felt like, like we all we know that there's this thing between Thor and Star Lord where they were kind of well, where Star Lord kind of felt insecure about Thor, and was kind of you know setting himself up to be competing with him, even though there's no there's no competition, but the way that they presented it in this one, I'm not saying that in anything bad about Chris Pratt or anything like that. I just, you got, you got Peter Quill over here, the person who pretty much kept them from killing Thanos because he couldn't control his human emotions. And then, you got, hey. and then you've got Thor over here who, you know, died. I, well, I understand that. That's why I said, the, you know, the, the y'all, y'all, y'all just going to have to let that go. It's like, <laughs> Doctor Strange already saw that he was going to do that, so y'all just—I know to, that, but still, it—it's it, still let, let the man like you—you—you you, you mess things up. Thanos was able to get all the stones and then snapped everybody away for five years. But yeah, that's that's here nor there. But I'm just saying, you got was, that personality on this hand, and then you've got Thor, the person who was pissed off enough that he went and took Thanos's head, even though it really didn't do you know much good yeah. at that point. But I'm just saying. Yeah, Peter Quill, Peter Quill versus the baby of a space pirate and the angel. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just say one sandwich away, <laughs> angel and pirate. You know. <laughs> Shout out to that to his um training sequence. It was actually I actually like liked it better in the movie than in the in the previews. I was like, okay. Yeah, like, I mean, it was it was. I, that whole that whole story of you know is especially with Korg narrating because Korg <laughs> is just he's just I love Korg anyway so anyway but yeah with Jane him narrating Fonda. huh Jane Fonda <laughs> <laughs> see Anthony you laugh oh look this is another there. part Anthony thought was funny look no at I'm that. laughing at Casey because her delivery was better than Korg's. <laughs> oh goodness but yeah so anyway the the way that they portrayed this this relationship between thor and the guardians it was funny to me because from what i understand again i'm not a comic reader but from what i have been told thor is supposed to be kind of a ditz anyway is that correct like he 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 has that little bit of that quote-unquote stereotypical blonde personality no and Really? No. Yes, he does. Don't stop. No, no, stop it. No, it you, you saw what if he he's he's totally a blonde. Just right, Just, right. No, that that what if that is not part of Thor is not him. <laughs> that is not. Okay, but, but I have okay, heard but that Thor, 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 Thor Ragnarok was him, and he he was he was no. just like that in Ragnarok. Yes, he's, he's that's my friend more, from work. Loki, look more, who it is. 
more Long. of like a barbarian sometimes. Okay. But not a ditz. No. Okay. That that that's less than everything else. That's a very small part. Okay. Because okay. even in the ultimate universe, he was an echo terrorist. He wasn't a ditz. Mm. So. Okay. Okay. But yeah, anyway, I like Ditsy Thor. I well, do. they changed him. They changed him from the first Thor because he wasn't. He was just straight. He wasn't Ditsy. And he was slowly, so serious. And so... Yes, he was serious. So even two, he wasn't. So I think like the Ragnarok yeah, and this one and um, What If they made him. Because yeah. I think we enjoyed that yeah. of Thor, that he is kind of Ditsy and kind of mm-hmm. fun and easygoing mm-hmm. than the serious. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, he, he, that's he why can't, like he can't be all docked for suit and all this all the time because people are going to be like, uh, here comes this motherfucker again. So and that's, like how they they the, and that's how they were in the comic books. I agree. Okay, that's fine. But the, but again, he has to translate better from the comic books to the movies. Mm-hmm. He can't be like all docked because you can't see, if I'm not intent, correct me if I'm wrong, in the comic books, when Thor talks, his, his whole, the font that he talks in, is like all sharp and mean, way different than anyone else when they talk. It's like really yeah. like all forsooth and hard. I'm, I'm not arguing with y'all. I'm just saying that he's not a ditz in the comic book. That's oh, okay. Well, I like Ditsy Thor because I think he's funny. And I think, again, even with the serious stuff, I, you know, I'm one of those people, I, I can try to make a joke out of a lot of things just to kind of not fall into that pit of despair or that kind of depressive, you know, mindset for things. So I like humor in inappropriate places or inappropriate ways, or it's just, it's just funny to me, especially if it's well, if it's well done. And I feel like some of the stuff that he did in this movie, it was well done. Some of the jokes were well-placed. And again, I feel like Thor is He's funny, but he's not supposed, like, he's not really trying to be funny. It just, it's just how it comes out, especially when it comes to the stuff with him and Jane Foster, like when he's talking about the relationship and how they broke up and he's just kind of all nervous with her. I like that part of his personality because you have this big, strong, like, God of a man who should be overly confident who should be cocky who should not be insecure about this puny little earth woman that he had a relationship with and you see whenever jane is in the room whenever she's near he turns into a fucking teenager and i just love it because i'm like it's not what you expect from him and i just think it makes it kind of balances the movie you know to see thor this god dealing with regular human emotions and human insecurities you know what i'm saying i like yeah. seeing that version of his character i kind of i kind of feel like that's part of part of the thing i miss from not seeing Thor dark world is like the end of their relationship like seeing how everything like kind of you didn't ended. you didn't miss anything no. we we didn't see no. an okay, end good. of their relationship that's no. that's another reason why i like this movie because they actually gave us as fans Okay. some closure mm-hmm. with their relationship because it was like they were hot and heavy in one movie and then in the next movie it was kind of like oh yeah we broke up and it's like how oh really yeah oh yeah because uh was it ragnarok oh she wrote me a letter yeah she wrote that me a letter and, and, oh. and that was pretty much it so okay. so the back story that you saw in the film with them like 
going through relationship stuff, being happy, going to parties and them kind of falling out or them kind yeah. of falling apart. We didn't get any of that. So everything okay. that you've heard Thor talk about over the last few films, whenever she's mentioned about, you know, it, it just kind of didn't work out or yes, yeah, she's my ex and we went our separate ways and him trying to play it off like he's 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 okay about it, but you can tell he's not because of the way he's joking. It, it's that whole awkward, yeah, we broke up off screen and we don't know what to tell y'all about it because they didn't think about it. So that was them giving us that closure and that explanation because i know there are people there are people who weren't invested in the thor jane relationship some people didn't care that she was out of the mcu but i'm one of those people who was like i i want to know what happened give me the tea and we didn't get that for a long time Mm -hmm. so i liked them putting it in this film and then us being able to see that background and us i guess it, it also helped us see kind of why Thor made some of the decisions that he made. And then also, you know, how it could have come to that. I don't know. It was just, it was just one of those things I felt like we needed and they spent enough time on it. I feel like to explain it without overdoing it, like they didn't shove it in our face. Like, Oh my God, y'all have to be invested in this relationship. No, I don't think they did that. It's like, for the people who didn't care about their relationship. Okay, so you just happen to learn what happened. Okay, fine. You don't carry the way. For those of us who cared, you know, or at least were interested in what it what it had the potential to become, we get an explanation and okay, now we can move on. Maybe. I don't know. She, you know, she's dead, but she's not dead. So who knows? If she's dead. <laughs> okay. I agree. That was a plus in the movie. This is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, she can come back at any time. She's dead as a human. She's in in Valhalla. She's dead. So, um, back to what you said about about Thor and and him being funny. Um, I'll just say, I think starting in Ragnarok, Chris Hemsworth started putting a lot of himself into the character. And I think they carried over into this movie. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't really see it in Endgame or in Infinity War, but I think we saw it a lot in Ragnarok and in this movie. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of Chris Hemsworth in the character. Mm-hmm. You don't see it in in the first Thor movie. You don't see it in Dark World. Yeah, because he was still he was still getting a feel for the character. And then, uh, you no, know, they, Thor in the Dark they, World They was... just threw it out. They just threw <laughs> it out of Ragnarok. It's all Chris Hemsworth. Well, yeah, but yeah. I mean, you and know, there's nothing wrong with that because it, it, it actually works for what they want to do with the character. Because mm-hmm. if you watch him in interviews and if you watch him in other, that that's pretty much who he is. Like mm-hmm. that's 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 the kind of person he is, right? And th- there's nothing wrong with it. I would say yeah. that he was like that in Endgame. He was, but I think it was more subtle because he was playing yeah. that depressed mm-hmm. Thor, and then you kind of it's like. He was darker, but he still had a little bit of the humor. So it's like you can see it kind of trying to come out again. You know, the thing that I like as far as like, even when things are dark or even when the storyline is dark, you still have a little bit of humor there. And I feel like that little bit of humor is to kind of say, okay, yes, things are bad in the situation, but we still have hope. That's what the little bit of humor is. And it's just like, as he gets more and more jokey or as he gets more and more, um, 
you know, as he starts to loosen up a little bit, I feel like that kind of transitions from the character being so dark to kind of getting where we need him to be. He may not be completely joyous, especially like Endgame, because yeah, they still lost a lot in Endgame. He lost his brother. He lost his best friend. So he's still dealing with that stuff, but it's to a point where now the character's like, okay, you know what? I can't sit back and just not do anything. I have to go out there and fight so that this doesn't happen to other people. That's kind of where that character arc comes from with the humor. That's how I, that's how I look at his character. So, but, and, and, you know, thinking about Thor, the dark world, that was a, that was a very dark movie and people, you know, you have people who absolutely hated that movie. You have some, some people who didn't have a problem with it. I personally didn't have a problem with it. But that was still early in the MCU. And now that I've seen what the stories are and what the writing is and how they've developed the character arcs, I can go back and watch that movie and say, okay, yeah, this movie had major problems. But at the time that it came out, I didn't have a problem with it because I wasn't as familiar with the characters and I didn't know where they were going with the story, you know? So I I don't know. I, I, I think watching Thor interact with the Guardians that was funny to me because you have all of these you have all of these people on this one crew that have all of these very different personalities and you get to see them working together and then Thor is just kind of off to the side just kind of being like la di da di da di da and I was just like why are you like this like what is wrong with you but we have to remember where Thor was when we left him in in game, you know, as far as being around people again and, and getting to a point where he's like, okay, I'm going to stop being depressed. I'm going to get back to my fighting, you know, my fighting weight and my fighting build and ability. It was just, I don't know, just watching the transformation of his character. It, it was funny to me. I, I enjoyed it. I was like, okay, I can do this. And then to see him have all of this confidence and, you know, be this person and, you know, go to the, um, go to the, uh, why did I just go blank? The people whose um, headquarters, he accidentally crushed the, was it the blue people? Was it the, um, oh, uh, I can't remember. I, um, yeah. Oh, the one he destroyed. Um, yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. But just to see him, you know, sit there and take all the credit for all the work when the Guardians did most of it and then for it for everything to like come crashing down. I don't know, there was something that it reminded me of that I I just thought was funny. I was like, "Oh, okay. So he's going to be one of these people that uh oh, I know what it was. It kind of reminded me of Old Thor, like the way we were introduced to him in the first movie." You know, Thor was always out there fighting and he was very arrogant and he was very, mm-hmm. th- that's kind of sort of the, the, the vibe I was getting from him. But also at the same time, like I said, he, he seemed a little bit ditzy and I kind of like that mix. So I don't know. I, I had fun with it. I, I enjoyed him. And in that scene right there, you knew that this movie was going to go a different direction and push some of the jokes and funny when he did his split to hold the two scenes <laughs> apart. I don't know what it has been in the last week. I have seen that split on memes everywhere. And I'm like, this movie came out 
a month ago. And I'm just now seeing all of the memes. There was a there was a meme I saw today of um Wanda levitating in the air at the end of um <laughs> at the end of WandaVision when she's reading the dark hole and right up under her where she's levitating, it's Thor in the split holding her up. I was like, y'all just <laughs> I mean, there were some really funny (laughs) moments. Like, why, like, why even have this in there? And okay, the music, the music was amazing. The music was amazing. Mm -hmm. But it was just, it was, I wasn't expecting a lot of the humor that they put into it. And I appreciated it. Cause like, I'm going to be like Casey. I'm corny. I like corny stuff. I don't, let me, let me, let me rephrase that. I like corny stuff to a, to a degree. Like I'm like right below the dad joke. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> but, you know, I uh, I I mean, no, there's no, I I can't I can't I can't help you with that. <laughs> so so all of the corny stuff, it was funny to me. And because see, I'm corny, like, but they needed to come down like ten percent, and I would have been all right. Okay, I'm like, they I were just ten percent. I can I can see that because there were some moments where I felt like, okay, you really didn't have to put that there. I mean, it didn't bother me, but it was kind of like we didn't need it. Mm-hmm. So, so like, I, I like can the see goats the ghosts were funny. Well, you are outnumbered with the ghosts the first two you times. Are numbered on that, but the ghosts. But are no, funny. I'm with him with the ghosts. Like the first the first time I was laughing, the second time I was laughing, and I was like, okay, I get it. Okay, give me something else. If the point of the ghost was to be disruptive, just at the most inopportune time, exactly. And, it was hilarious. and exactly. then when they was on the damn ship and they were still hollering, he was talking about he was gonna <laughs> turn them into meat. They showed so damn quick. I thought that was hilarious. I'm in the now that was funny dying laughing because they was like, <laughs> I mean, them interrupting the council of gods. That was, I mean, it was perfect timing because shit was not going right there. They had a lot of stuff going going on wrong. So real quick, in that Council of Gods, of course, we got Zeus, but there were so many other gods there. And I was literally like, I was distracting myself from the story, trying to figure out who all was Mm -hmm. there because, you know, the promotional images prior to the movie coming out there was i think um i think bast was there from black panther i saw a couple of um um what do you call the things from the eternals oh the celestials yes yes them i saw a celestial or maybe two yeah and there were some other i was like oh okay are you sure Huh? And, and also wow, the dumpling god. That was the dumpling wow. god. <laughs> and 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 um Valkyrie said, Oh yeah, well, there's a god of carpentry. They didn't show the god of carpentry. I see what you did there. I completely missed that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh Mister, tell me what? The god Jesus. of carpentry, Jesus. Was a carpenter. <laughs> 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 the look of Casey's <laughs> that about sums it up. <laughs> 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 
but um yeah <laughs> i i don't know like i said i i had fun with with all of the humor because i think i went in knowing that it was not going to be a serious movie so i wasn't expecting anything serious now i will say christian bale is gore fantastic that motherfucker was frightening yeah he was frightening i mean just the just just the makeup and the way that he carried himself and just he was very he needed a dentist (laughs) he needed a suntan too but he was scary without being over the top it was like really quiet when um when Axel was telling the story in the cart to the children and he appeared from the back when I tell y'all I jumped in that movie theater because I was not expecting him to be back there. I was like, no, mm-mm, no, this is not what we gonna do. He was <laughs> mine. Was, mine was when he, he, they were fighting and he was like far off and then jumped up really close. Yeah. I'm like, okay, see now this right here. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't do that. <laughs> don't you you walk slowly? Let me see every step. It was go really ahead. creepy when he Tell when he was creep, when, like, no. when he was creeping through those shadows and they were like oozing like all around him and stuff. Looked like he was going through like a like a like beaded curtain of like tar i was like mm-hmm. okay that's mm-hmm. that's crazy he was great I, like i almost kind of sort of feel bad that his character died at the end because i'm like i could probably do with another movie with him in it i don't know how that will play out but i feel come back, like come, come back to get his daughter i mean you always do that yeah but i don't i don't see how they could write him back into a story where it makes sense especially considering when he died he was at peace sense (laughs) i'm just saying (laughs) but yeah his version of a villain or of a scary character because again i I've said this before when we've discussed other um, projects, especially in this phase four, I feel like they're giving us a lot of villains that are not clear cut villains. You know, they're giving us villains where we can see the humanity side of them and kind of understand why they're doing the things that they're doing. Like you say, Anthony, I, I, I am aware that he was being influenced by the sword. I was joking with all the stuff in, in the beginning, but that's something is like, if he didn't have the sword, would he have gone to these extremes? Like if, if a sword was nearby, would he have killed that God that allowed his daughter to die? Almost oh, definitely. I, I can understand that part as a parent. If, if I know that you had the power to stop my children from dying and you just sat there eating your grapes and drinking your wine and making jokes because that's what you can do. Yeah. I probably would have killed him too, but I, you know, without the influence of the necrosaur, I would have stopped there. I would have been like, okay, let me go f- figure my life out or something like that. <laughs> but it, his his presence, his his screen presence as this character, and he's always had amazing screen presence when it comes to different characters he's played. Um, but I don't know, there was something about him that while he wasn't overly he wasn't overly scary in in the obvious sense to me but it's like when I knew he was about to be on screen I'm sitting in my chair in the theater like just looking like trying to figure out what he's going to do next 
because it was one of those things where you know what his goal is, you know what he's there to do, but you don't know how he's going to do it. And seeing Thor go to the planet where he had already killed the god there and where he found Sif, I was just like, he's doing a whole bunch of, he, he's really being disruptive to this, this balance that they have with the gods and just hearing about what he's done you know, across the galaxy. I was like, oh, this is a man with a vengeance. I yeah, feel like he, we should have seen more. His, he's killed like a whole bunch of minor gods. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm going around yeah. killing a whole bunch of minor gods. Not the important ones. Yeah, yeah but I mean, I would have, not that, not that you, not that you really want to see a whole bunch of violence or slaughter, but like when, when Thor went to the council of the gods, when they were having their um thing, I was fully expecting something to pop off there because that's where everybody is gathered. This is like... I was hoping they would at least show a montage of while Zeus is talking of of Gore killing gods all over the place. Yeah, see, I feel like... I feel like we didn't get enough of his character. Like, we... Like, with what we got for him, we knew what to expect, and we knew enough to fear what his character was going to do. But I feel like we could have seen more. But I think it also speaks to what Christian Bell did with the character that we didn't see more, but we were still afraid of his character. You know? Yeah. But um, And and, and I also like, I guess one of the things that I did like was how they made us really feel like maybe he really should kill the gods. Like there was a point when I was like, maybe he's right. (laughs) (laughs) Because Zeus and Zeus is being a real ass and it was reflecting on all the other gods too. We're just going to hide out here until this blows over. So you know what that reminded me of? Supernatural. And the heaven and hell storyline. Because when you watch that show, you find out that the angels really are they're assholes they're assholes they're terrible yes <laughs> they're terrible and i felt like that watching this i was like oh okay so he's he's the mcu's version of dean and sam winchester okay i get it you know it, it's just it's one of those things like when you see the gods acting the way they did especially the one in the beginning you're kind of like yeah you mm-hmm. kind of deserve this shit it's the, it's the whole it's the whole marvel trope of you like Feeling for the bad guys, Killmonger. It's, it's a whole lot of all the, a lot of Marvel villains where you're just like, okay, I kind of see his point. Again, like I, they're not villains. They can't. I mean, I don't look at them as like just straight out villains. They. I mean, they're, I mean, they're not. They're not villains in terms of them like twirling their mustache and tying tying women to the train tracks and winning and like you know taking people's mortgages and shit. It's like. It's not like that kind of villain. It's just like, you know, they're... I'm sorry, I was thinking about Snidely Whiplash. I digress. I know, you like, just I was... showed your age. I... Look, look, I know I'm old. I, I, I revel in it now. I don't try to hide it. So I just wonder rate... how many of our listeners will actually get that. <laughs> Everybody who didn't get it, just go You go to YouTube, type in Snidely Whiplash or Dudley Do Right, and you'll figure it out. It's fine. Oh so anyway, Marvel does a good job of showing, not, not just showing people a villain, but showing them but showing them why, what brought them to that point and why they're doing that 
and and making you see like you know that could be you on a bad day that could be anybody on a bad day mm-hmm. it's showing just their like, humanity know. right I, exactly i saw a meme today and it was Worf talking about i think the klingons didn't have religion and it was like yeah we killed our gods they were more trouble than they were worth <laughs> of gore it was absolutely they're just they're just more trouble than they were worth yeah and i mean uh, like i said when you see the way that they are in this film just with the the first i cannot remember his name and then with the way zeus behaved it was kind of like yeah y'all deserve it because i mean thor literally went there to ask for help he's like this dude is going around killing y'all I'm trying to stop him. And Zeus is like, well, we're all here and he doesn't know where we are, so we're safe. Or just He was more concerned about the orgy. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> You're not invited to the orgy. <laughs> <laughs> but when yeah, he took Thor exactly like the girl Zeus. going to him at the orgy, honey. That sounds exactly like, exactly <laughs> the way like all of fell out was hilarious. Hey, I've, I've, I've got to say this. I was offended by that because if they had done that to Jane, we'd have heard about how terrible it was. But I think the reason why we didn't is because for years and years and years, we always see female nudity in the films. And yeah, but it doesn't make it right to do it. I'm now. not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right, but it was right. <laughs> <laughs> I concur. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't mad. And then when, oh, they offered to strip them, remember? But they all jumped up like, no, here we go. Nah, that's what, yeah, <laughs> and then we'll sit down. We're good. <laughs> so they offered to strip them. They declined. Yeah. Did they get a bag of popcorn? Yes. Grapes. Okay. Grapes. Oh, grapes. grapes. Okay. Yeah. It's grapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah. were enjoying themselves. But, oh, the other scene um, with, with Gore that really I think really stood out to me was the black and white scene when he had all three of them when he had Thor and Jane and Valkyrie on the planet that black Mm -hmm. and white scene was so beautiful but at the same time it's kind of that I don't know something about that monochromatic look and then you have Gore with his black and white and that's it that to me and and all he was doing at first was just talking to them. I was like, oh, he about to fuck some shit up. Yeah. Like, I really got worried with that scene. I thought one of them was about to die. And of course, we see Val- Valkyrie almost did. But it was just one of those things. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I let out a scream. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I know people's like. I was hey, like, hey, if y'all, t- what is it? If Valkyrie dies, we riot. I was like, y'all are not about to kill the king. Excuse me. No. Hello. And I'm like, Mike, they they didn't give her nearly enough to do in this movie. No, they really didn't. Not nearly enough. And I was really disappointed that they didn't have her at the end um, with Jane and Thor Mm -hmm. fighting. For for making her, for for Thor making it a big deal, like making her head of new Asgard at the end of Endgame. It's like the same way that Cap giving Sam the shield. It's the same thing, but they didn't give her anywhere like the shine that Sam got. I mean, it's like granted Sam's become Captain America, but still, it's like Valkyrie is heading is becoming a king of a kingdom that 
is basically that basically should be Thor. It's like Thor is basically he basically handed the reins to her. So it's like, why aren't y'all giving her her shine? Let her give give her something. And then with her being the only the only Valkyrie left, like not only is she the last Valkyrie, she's also the king of Asgard. And they gave her hardly anything to do other than make jokes. Yeah, but you know, I looked at that a little bit differently because I I felt like even though they gave her the honor of being king of Asgard and she was doing it, when you got to see like the little the little montage of her going through her days as king, I got the feeling that she wanted the responsibility of taking care of her people. But she didn't want it in that sense. I don't think she wanted to be king. And I think that was kind of how they showed that to us. Because when we got to see her go off with Thor and Jane, we got to see her as being more of a warrior, more of a fighter. And I think that's where she thrives. And when we saw her in those scenes, she was great. So I think it was kind of to comp- to contrast those two roles, like she's in two very important roles in Asgard as king and then as a Valkyrie, as a protector. And I just don't think the king role fits her I, for, I, the way, I agree with you. for the way I she wants to be. I, I just don't think there was much in either role for her. Like it was there, but they should have done more in both those roles. Yeah. Like she should have had a bigger part in both sides mm-hmm. and it just wasn't there for me okay you know when, it. when we got her it was great mm-hmm. we got but we got so little of her in those roles as either king or valkyrie yeah we didn't get a lot of it okay. and then they kind of took her out of it they wrote her out of it at the end right with so, her inter- so, I, yeah so jane could get her shine yeah but she really should have been there but i i <laughs> I guess in a way too, I kind of feel like this it's a Thor movie, but I feel like it was kind of, it was supposed to be Jane Foster's swan song because of the shitty way that they treated her character in the prior movies and the way they just kind of wrote her out of the MCU. So I feel like maybe this was to kind of make up for that and elevate her character. Like we know we're going to see Valkyrie again. We know we're going to see Thor again even though that apparently was a surprise to them. But I mean, it says at the end of the movie, Thor will return. I have a feeling we'll see Valkyrie. I have a feeling when we do see her, her role will probably be a little more elevated and a little more involved. But I think at this point, I think this movie for Mighty Thor, for them to bring that storyline in, that was to give a proper send-off to Jane Foster's character. Um, And unfortunately, Valkyrie kind of... I don't think that was the plan because one of the reasons Natalie Portman didn't want to continue in the role was she didn't really see where it was going. Mm-hmm. Like if you follow Jane Foster, Jane Foster doesn't really grow until she becomes Thor mm-hmm. as a character. And here that that did that story that storyline may have been after she was done. So that was attractive to her to become Thor. Mm-hmm. And if you see where her character goes, like she does go to, she dies, she goes to Valhalla, she gets resurrected, and she becomes a Valkyrie. Mm. And if I told that, you she's not dead. 
if that's where they're going to go with her story, if I was Natalie Portman, I'm all in for that because okay. that's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's right. more than just being some astrophysicist pining after Thor. Right. You know. But I mean, if that's the case, if that's where they're going with her storyline, then we probably would definitely see Valkyrie more mm-hmm. in future movies because I will be honest, I love the dynamic between Jane and, and Valkyrie because, you know, with a lot of with a lot of film and a lot of media in general, whenever you have two powerful women, they always try to put, pit them against each other, like make them mm-hmm. compete. And I love the mm-hmm. fact that Jane came in, became Mighty Thor, and Valkyrie was cool with it. It was like they were besties and they had only known each other a couple of weeks, but they worked well together. They talked to each other. They confided in each other and they defended their people together i love the way that they played that and i don't think that i don't think that that's gonna be it for that story you know even for the story of their friendship so you know again we got a lot more valkyrie in this one than i think we we probably would have yes is not enough hopefully we'll see her in something else in the future where her character will be more elevated you know, and especially with all of the um, Marvel news that's come out in the last few weeks with the, um, you know, the, the Kang saga and what, what, what was the other one? The, um, my mind just went blank. Secret, Secret Wars. But yeah, with, with all of that, with everything that's coming out. Secret Invasion. Yeah. I, I just yeah. feel like it's it's not the end of her character. We'll probably see see more of her. I you know maybe maybe more of her than Thor. I I don't know because Thor may come back, but I don't think he's coming back in another movie. I think he was only contracted for five, if I remember correctly. So yeah, give us some more Valkyrie. I won't complain at all, like at all, not even a little bit. So. Look at Tessa Thompson all day. I agree. Just like, mm-hmm. I you don't agree. even have to talk. <laughs> you don't have to say one word. But she's so funny. Like, and and yeah. the thing with her is, even as Valkyrie, she's she's funny, she's, and she does it in in a very kind of like deadpan manner a lot of times. So it's like, I don't know if you're joking or not, but you're funny. Even when she says something that is like supposed to be an insult, it's funny because of the way that she delivers it. So yeah, I don't. I, give me the king. Give me the king. Long live the king. You know the name of the bar was Cocktails and Dreams on the ship. <laughs> That's from Tom Cruise. Ah, cocktail. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the and, and the Infinity Scones restaurant. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and the tour guide. If you ever watched the shorts where Thor had moved in with the guy, yes, yeah, 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 that was the tour guide. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I kept looking at him like I know him, but I didn't. I didn't think it was like a a a, a main character, but I couldn't figure out who he was. And then we talked about Chris kids being in the movie. His wife was in the movie too. Oh yes, she was. She was. But she was also in um which movie was that? What was she in this movie? 
She was the one on the wolf. Wolf. Yeah. She was making out with the one, the one on the wolf. wolf. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was her. Yeah, that was Elsa. And she was also in one of the previous movies. I can't remember which movie it is right now. The one where he comes back and Jane slaps him and then yeah, they the kiss. Dark, that was a dark world. Yes. Yeah, was that dark world? Okay. Yeah. Was so she was she was there too because I think that particular day Natalie was not on set or she was sick mm-hmm. or something. And they had to film that kissing scene. So mm-hmm. she came in to, to do the kissing scene. So yeah, again, it's nice to have your family in the movie. Look, just keep mm-hmm. it all in the family. Everybody gets paid. You get a check and you get a check and you get a check. <laughs> I am mad at it. Especially since it, 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 it's not something that was very obvious. It's not like, oh, there he is putting his wife in the movie again. Like it was very mm-hmm. subtle. I didn't even know she was in it until afterwards. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, why not? She's an actress. Why not? But uh, let's see. What do, what do we want to talk about? Because I'm gonna be honest. Um, I can't. I can't Korg, go. Korg found love. Hmm. Korg, he found love. <laughs> he did. Oh. First Who, of all, what was his name? Frank. Frank. Was, was it, it Frank? Frank? <laughs> I think Francis. It was Frank. Okay. I thought it. I thought it was. No, something else. I thought it was something like uh, Douglas. I thought it was Barry, or I don't know. But yes, Cork found love. But let me tell y'all, when they tore Cork to pieces, I was ready to fight. <laughs> I was ready to fight. <laughs> what? What? No. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I was ready to fight. But yes, he found love, and he's you know, I. So. Cork's character is one of those characters like when he was first introduced. Dwayne. Dwayne. Yeah. No, yes. It was Dwayne. The Rock. Dwayne the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that was supposed to be the, the joke. Oh. <laughs> okay, that does make so much sense now. But that's hilarious. You know, when Cork's character was first introduced to us, I didn't know where that character was going. I was like, so what is the point of his character? But the more I see him, the more I love his character because he's one of those characters. He says the things that he says. And when you listen to him the first time, you really think like, this dude has no idea what he's talking about or he's just not making sense or he's just, you think he doesn't ha- quite have it all in his head, you know? But then his character actually does stuff and he's important to the team and he helps them. And I was like, okay, I like this character and I like the fact that he has found love. So look, somebody need to find love because Thor's love is gone and just, I w- I- I'm going to be honest, I was mad that she died. I was like, I thought she would make it to the hole first and wish to not die. I was like, how do you, how can you wield the power of Mjolnir, but you still die from cancer? Like, what sense does that make? I was mad. She had, she had to make the sacrifice that would save the day. There always has to be a sacrifice. I know. There there is an explanation, but we'll talk about it after the show. Oh, is it, is it spoilery? No. Oh, it's just that the the um, Mjolnir was making her stronger, 
and it was strengthening everything in her body, mm-hmm. it was also strengthening the cancer. Ah, uh, oh, okay. Okay. So every time she became herself, the cancer like hit her harder. Hit it harder. Okay. So that that's that's where that that's okay. why it, it was really hurting her. Okay. That makes sense. Because you know, sometimes when you think about when you think about powerful objects or when you think about magical objects and how it gives people, you know, strength, you automatically want to think, okay, so it, it has the power to make her strong it has the power to maybe heal her you know you think oh it's giving her the good stuff maybe it'll take away the bad stuff but no it's just i mean like you said it amplifies and so it's going to amplify everything not just the you know and i guess this goes back to your to your issue about having them like have feelings or act as a act like a person in, Mm. in that sense like we know that molnir does attach itself to whoever wields it in that sense you know i think stormbreaker was like the that was supposed to be the jealous girlfriend the funny part of it but molnir i think is more of a it's like a a black and white thing it's not a it's it's not a object where it it says okay yes so this person is using me because they want to get rid of their cancer i'm going to make them strong and take away the cancer it's not discerning like that because it's not a it's it's not a human you know being it's not it doesn't have that that humanity it doesn't it's not able to discern that information it's just like oh okay we need strength here here's the strength he thor basically put the same he put an enchantment on it when he said you know, protect Jane. Mm-hmm. And that was the enchantment. And the only thing it knows how to do is give someone the power of Thor. Mm-hmm. And that's what it did. Yeah. Like it, and, there, and also there's a there's a um scene. There's a deleted scene that they didn't they put in the movie where Jane actually goes on a tour of New Asgard and they have like Mjolnir broken in pieces in a display and she walks past it. And all of a sudden, the pieces start vibrating, and this is basically when she becomes when she becomes the invincible. That's not deleted ah. scene. That was in the movie. That was in the movie. Yeah, that was in the movie. Yeah. That was in No, because I mean, it literally happened. That that yeah, that's that, yeah, that was that in the was movie. the scene right before we learned that she was the mighty Thor. I didn't. Know. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't hold. I don't know how I missed that part for that. Cause I swear I saw I saw that part like on on YouTube and I was like, why don't I remember that? You probably fell asleep. Possibly. <laughs> I mean, I, I am old, right, Hanukkah? You know, with my with my references and my you know twirling. My I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Do you you yeah, have a habit of nodding I, off sometimes? We see it here on the show when we record. <laughs> At any rate, um, shout, shout out to Dark. <laughs> Shout out to Darcy getting getting her five minutes on in here. I'm I'm so glad yeah. they fit her in. We do not like, see enough of Darcy. We do not at all. I love Darcy. And and didn't Eric Selvig make a make an appearance? Yes, he did. A brief appearance. Brief yes. Appearance. We we need um since we're coming out with all these different projects and spinoffs and everything, can we please get their like side story? Because I could I could use a little more Darcy in my life. Or, you know, something that was suggested after WandaVision, we need to see Darcy 
and um woo and yeah, maybe woo. monica which yes i i need more darcy in my life i need we're gonna get monica in, in about a year yeah yeah but i i need more darcy in my life because she comes in and she's like she cracks these really cute jokes and these really funny jokes and she's there for five minutes and she's giving jane her pep talks and then she's gone and it's like where does she go no. Give us more Darcy. She's been by her side every day of that chemo, and then all of a sudden she vanishes. Like, right. yeah. And you know yeah. she would have been there, but we didn't see Darcy or her husband Howard. I mean, this is messed up. You know. man. You gotta put both in there. <laughs> that was an alternate universe. That was not this universe. She's <laughs> not married to Howard the Duck. Hey, I, I, I saw it and I saw Elvis do it. it. I'm a witness. I was a witness at that wedding somehow. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but I was there. Mm-mm-mm. So, okay. What did you guys think about Jane's story? You know, I know the cancer storyline is it's a rough one, but um, I, I didn't, I wasn't as bothered by it because I guess, you know, it's one of those things where you always see these, you, you see these characters and these characters can face all of these insurmountable odds. Like Jane has been to Asgard. She has been in and around Avengers and their fights and nothing has ever happened. And you see that with some of these human characters. And then when something like this happens, something that is a very human thing to happen, it's kind of like, why would y'all do that? But at the same time, it's like, why not? She is still human, you know? And this is what mm-hmm. happens to humans, even smart, brilliant, genius humans, you know? Yeah, she, like Tony Stark. Right, know? right. You things, know? Things happen and they die. It's, yeah. You know. yeah. Or, I think or they, they have story. just, you know, they have ailments that are very human, even though they mm-hmm. are able to do other things. So it's like, I thought it was sad, but I thought it was a good uh, reminder to us that these people are still just human and they go mm-hmm. through very human experiences, even though, you know, they're surrounded by superheroes or they have super strength. They still are human. I think they did the story well. I mean, they, they treated it with care. Mm-hmm. So I think they did that quite well all the way up to the end. Yeah. So what about y'all? What do you think? I mean, um, I, can, I can understand why I can understand people who would have a hard time with it if they have family members going through it currently. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I, I know we talked about at that convention of panel, we talked about losing um, heroes or losing characters that, that you're close to. Mm-hmm. And there are movies that, yeah, it's, it's still tough for me to watch someone watch a parent die mm-hmm. because I had to go through that. But um, I, I can I can see why people would have a difficult time with it. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't really see why it would bother people. Like I don't uh, beyond it reminding them of something that's happening. But like it being a storyline in the movie, mm-hmm. I don't see how that would would justify someone saying that bothers me. I don't like that in the movie. yeah yeah because and i kind of look at it like that too because if that's the case well i guess in a way i kind of understand that point of view because if you think about other things that people have had issues with when it's portrayed on screen um violence sexual assault i mean 
but sexual orientation is a big deal like in the eternals right. like why they got to have him married to a man and they right. have a child you know people right. don't want to see that on their movies yeah well, but it's, it's a life. part of life it, it yeah. happens every day you go outside and you see that everywhere mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I felt about it too. But I like Michelle said, I I think they did it very well. I think they did it very respectfully. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't one of those stories where, again, you know, you have this person who's sick and she gets this magical object and all of a sudden she's well. It wasn't unrealistic Mm -hmm. as far as how her story ended. You know, yes, of course she went to Valhalla, but I mean, she was down there whooping ass as mighty thor so she deserved it you know and again i have a feeling we'll see her character again i'm not sure in what context but i kind of like what you said anthony about what happens with her character in the comics i would love to see her fighting side by side with valkyrie that would be great yeah i mean it's like anytime writers deal with cancer it's going to be heavy to be sure and it's kind of a tricky thing to go around like if you decide you're going to do it you really have to do it right you mm-hmm. can't like either be overly morbid about it or you can't be more overly hopeful about it because it's like it's i mean it's kind of in between it's like you have it's, and it's better to have it to have it where the character it, it, and like you said it's more realistic to have the character like have a moment where they where they're the hero and then they go on. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, and that's a, that's a really, that's kind of an interesting take. But I mean, I mean, it's like, like Anthony said too, it's like, if you, it depends on how, uh, which, how you're dealing with it and what you're going through as far as like who has it, if it's someone near to you, if it's yourself. Like, I mean, there, there are different ways to think, to deal with it. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's kind of hard to say like how you deal with it unless it happens to you. So, it's good. I mean, people people deal with deal with different things in different ways. So yeah. if it bo- if it bothers some people, then you know, I mean, it's just that close to them, mm-hmm. and you know, you just kind of have to be like, all right. I mean, I understand, but it's like you just kind of have to do it and keep it moving. But I can, I mean, I can see it both ways. But you just have to. I mean, you really have to. As a writer, they had to handle it really. Really carefully, and I think they did a good job with it personally. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about. Was there anything for for those of us who liked the movie, or for those of us that was kind of in the middle? Was there anything in the movie that you absolutely like didn't like? Like, was there one particular thing that you were like, "Oh my god, I hate this. Why did they put this in there?" Because I can't. Like I said, I've only seen the movie once, but I don't think I had that kind of reaction to anything. It was kind of like, oh, they could have maybe made that shorter or they could have done something different. But I don't think there was anything I absolutely like hated. Not like Anthony, no, I'm just <laughs> I And I think the goats kind of was funny to me because I knew exactly where the inspiration for the goats came from. You know, that little TikTok uh, Taylor Swift um, goat meme. Have you not seen that meme, Casey? There's a meme of Taylor Swift's um, I Knew You Were Trouble. And Mm -hmm. that's where the goat meme 
comes in. I will show it to you. But Taika Waititi, someone showed it to him. And he was like, oh, that's where I got it from. I didn't know what it was. He was like, I just remember seeing it. I didn't know what song it was. He didn't realize it was a Taylor Swift song. But that thing was like all over the place a couple of years ago, like just out the blue people would just play that meme and it would just show up kind of like kind of like being Rick rolled but by goat screaming goats and so that's what I thought of when I saw it in the movie I was just like oh yeah this is just gonna pop up just any and everywhere I didn't think it was gonna be throughout the whole movie like every time we saw them that's all they were doing I thought because like the goats actually have names if you look online they actually have names I didn't even bother learning the names because I'm like they're the screaming goats it's not like they had any dialogue or anything they just screamed and it they did have dialogue that was dialogue (laughs) yeah I mean it's like oh yeah like on the the script it said and some of the some of the blasts had like five A's some of the blasts had like 10 A's so it's like it it gave you duration I think I did one of those screams when we were filming um when we were filming the boys the other day and Anthony was like, Oh my God, you sound just like them. <laughs> Where did Casey go? That. She dropped her call dropped. Yeah. She'll, she'll be back. But yeah. So um, the, the, the goat in the comic books, he would slaughter the goats and eat the goats and then resurrect them. Oh, that would have been too morbid. No, I yeah, no, absolutely. Thor, Thor kind of seems like he appreciates a good goat curry, so I wouldn't have been yeah. mad at that. Well, maybe, does, the comments, maybe, would... maybe that that's in the mythology. I sometimes I get confused. Yeah, yeah, I I'd, I don't need to see I that. Kinda did, I kind of was like to hit us immediately with how how like. That whole Pixar-like entrance, like, because you know how Pixar movies hit you with, like, a really morbid, really sad, like, first five minutes? Like, I literally, literally thought I was in a Pixar movie. I was like, you're killing her in the, like, what the hell? Like, I, like, that kind of caught me off guard. But, I mean, other than that, I just, I think I... I can't. I can't really think of anything other than like I felt like I love. I loved. I love Christian Bale in this, but I felt like I kind of felt like he was uneven. Like when he was, like when he was dealing with the kids. It's like I just felt like like him, like him, kind of switching from being morbid to being almost Pennywise like with the kids. It just kind of. I was like, man. He was not he was not that extreme because I feel like he I feel like I I know what his I know what his motive was and I understand that he was using the kids as a means to get what he wanted which was Thor. But because of the fact that he was a parent and he lost his child, I don't I don't know if I felt feel like the kids were ever in any real danger with him. I just don't, I don't think I see him killing kids. And see, I had issues. I was the opposite. I was feeling some type of way with Thor and the kids in the beginning. Like when he first saw them and he was kind of being dismissive, like, oh, don't touch me. Like they're scared. Mm-hmm. Give them some comfort. Yeah. But he did the the other times he visited the kids. Mm-hmm. But the first time he was like, oh, okay, y'all, y'all back away. Even though you're not even really there. Yeah, I think also too, because that was kind of like an astral projection. 
So yeah, maybe was, if they were if they were around him being, too much, it would have disrupted it. No, he was being a little dismissive of their fears. They've just been kidnapped. Like, help them out some. Make them feel a little bit better. They're as guardian warriors. No, I did like I did like that at the end with Valkyrie training them. I'm like, y'all should have did this shit long time ago. But they probably thought they didn't have a, a threat. Like you should never think I that. Know, I know. They're as it's guardians. Warriors. Warrior. No. Train I was, them. I was saying, you know, Hilla had killed pretty much the majority of their military people. Like they really didn't have anyone left. Well, she could have done it. Oh, summer camps. Train them. Oh my gosh, she said summer camps. They're too busy making money with mm-hmm. the amusement park. That's true. And Asgard being a, a a theme park. But no, let me tell you, I went back and watched um, Ragnarok right before this one came out, and I was looking. I was like, okay, I remember Hella like just literally bringing hell with her. I forgot how much of a beast she was. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh wow, she really did kill like everybody. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh did. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, I kind of looked at it in that same way too. Like, yeah, I understand the kids are scared and stuff, but I was just kind of looking at it like they were just kind of like Thor, Thor, and Thor was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna just just chill out. Let, let me you didn't know how to relate to the kids. That's I, I think that's cool. probably what it was too. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I can't think. He hasn't been around any children in the incident. And then later on, you see him. Oh, he, you know, he's this dad to love. So it's mm-hmm. a big. It was a change over time. Mm-hmm. That second time around, when he visited the kids, it was better. Yeah. But that first time, I was like, "Poor children. They just been kidnapping." You like, kind of, you cracking a joke. You like, get away from me. All you right. Don't know how to deal? Anyway. I mean, think about it. Think about how he uh, reacted the first time they went to um, Hawkeye's house. And and found Laura and the kids, and you know he was stepping on Legos. He was like, "Yeah, I I can't do anything here. I'm I'm gone. I'm out." (laughs) He doesn't know how to relate to children. No, he doesn't. He's like children. No, like I can't do this. Right, right. So you know, come a little slack. He he he's learning. He's getting there. So well, you know, he's got he got to now. He's got one he's got to raise now. Yeah. Mm. And so. boy, she looked like she's gonna be a handful. You better start getting some some reflective Teflon pants, or he's gonna he's gonna have to keep buying buying all kinds of shit. He can't take her to the regular school. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's why they're there in New Asgard, because yeah, no, that yeah. would that will not work. Put, put those away. Stop bringing everybody to a crisp. Will not work. <laughs> and then, of course, with 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 our people, with our humans, they see she was different, and they be sending they be sending folks to try to get her. I mean, you see what happened to Miss Marvel with the uh, what was it? The uh, damage control. I can't remember what they were. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, she would be they, in they a normal. Try, they can try. They can try to come and get love if they want to. They, they can uh, try. They can uh, try, and you know they will. <laughs> but yeah, that wouldn't be a good look for them. They're not trying. Trust me. Yeah, they're, they're not mm-hmm. touching that. Mm-mm. But and I do, and I do understand Stormbreaker. I feel his or her pain. 
I mean, she has been there. You we know, can relate. She helped with Thanos. She was a part of it. And you just treat her like trash because you get your ex-girlfriend back? Really? And, and, your, and your ex-girlfriend's a crackhead. Right! <laughs> she wasn't the ex-girlfriend. He was trying to get her back. She wasn't going. Remember, he was like calling her like, come in, come in. She wasn't going to him. He was like, the, 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 she, the, she was good. Thing. It was him who wouldn't let go. Uh-huh. Because if you think about it, the okay, if if we're giving these inanimate objects some human attributes, if you think about it, dude, you gave me the cat with no problem. When y'all were sitting there on the battlefield with Thanos trying to figure out who was gonna have what, you gave me the cap and you kept Stormbreaker. No, wasn't it a different sword? I mean, it's sword. That was a different hammer. That wasn't the same one. He got it from the past, remember? So it wasn't the exact same one. Right. But it was still more there. <laughs> right. Technically, it was the same, though. So. Yeah, because Mjolnir had been, had been destroyed. And now, now it's like, now Mjolnir is more of a, like a frag grenade. It's like, a shout out to that, because that was dope as fuck. Yeah, the first time good. she did that and then like broke apart and like destroyed like all the enemies in the radius, I was like, okay, that's dope as fuck. Yeah. Yes. I love- it has to be in the next Marvel Ultimate Alliance game where he can do that with the hammer. It had to be incredible. Like, break it <laughs> out into different pieces, it attacks yeah. you and it comes back together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fire. That's fire. See, another part you like. Anthony. You know, Anthony, we've been been going going through this movie for like, we've been going through this movie for like two hours and and you've been like, I hate this movie. But then you're laughing at certain parts. You're like, yeah, that's that's first of all. I I hated it. It annoyed me at times. The movie was annoying. That's what I said. Yeah. You don't seem that annoyed with the movie. I gotta be honest. <laughs> no, I think he's you, you not annoyed at me, our commentary. I you think want that's me to go back. I needed y'all to be there while I was watching the movie. <laughs> Maybe that would have made it much better. <laughs> it was fun because I when I say I laughed throughout oh, that movie. We gotta no. have a watch party. <laughs> it was that's fine. I'm with that. I think that's, I, I 100 percent think you need party. to do that. Yes. 100 But um I have to do my own shout out, Natalie Portman killed that shit as mighty she did, thor she did a really good job yeah she was she so good she was so good and i was kind of like when they first announced it i was like okay so how are they going to do this with jane foster like she is a scientist she she's not a warrior she doesn't have a fighting bone in her body you can tell natalie trained for this role mm-hmm. You could tell she put her heart and soul into it. She was amazing. And like I said, I loved seeing the scenes where she was fighting with Thor or she was fighting with Valkyrie or all through it. When all three of them were sitting there fighting and they're like, oh, it was great. Some, someone had asked Kevin Feige about the special effects to make her look like that. He was like, uh, that was all her. The only thing we did was make her taller. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, yeah, we, we didn't do any magic to bulk her up. She did that on her own. Right. And I think if I think that really irritated me that people would think that they would do that with her, you know, just kind of added on there. Like she wasn't capable of training and doing what the men do when it comes to superhero roles. That irritated me. Yeah. That irritated or, me. Or in getting or in getting ready for a role. I mean, you have a perfect example with Christian Bale. 
Christian Bale is notorious for getting into character like bulking up or slimming down dramatically for roles. So it's like, why can't she? Like, of mm-hmm. course she can't. Like y'all need y'all need to just chill with that. Right. Yeah, she but she she did a really good job with this. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I need, I I need to know what workout she did because her arms looked amazing. I was like, hello. Can't can, what is your secret? Because I need it. She she looked great. Um I, yeah. I I I love this. I, I did love the story. You know, like I said, I, I like that we got some closure with her and Thor. I don't know what's next for Thor. Um, I don't know where he's appearing in the MCU um i mean shit they got like 200 projects coming out within the next two years so i'm sure we're gonna see him somewhere in all of that but it's it's kind of like i feel like even if they didn't put thor in anything else like they could have closed like this the way that they ended it would have been okay for us to close the door on his character you know but i think right now he's really He's really the only other character from the Infinity Saga that is like an active Avenger because Hawkeye is in retirement. Mm-hmm. Tony's gone. Huh? Wanda's dead. Wanda's dead. Wanda is not dead. Wanda is not dead. She is not dead. She is when, when, when that. When that <laughs> yeah. I, I know, but still, she is not dead. We Big saw that, vision we saw is that out red there flesh. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So this, isn't it kind of annoying? Like Vision's just what? What is he doing? Well, you he's know, in he's Chicago. White, he's White Vision. You know, he's <laughs> he's still trying to figure out who he is. Know, what he is. He's living in the apartment. No, he, he's living. He's living his best life as Deshaun somewhere. Like he's in he's in Detroit, like chilling out. Like yo, baby, <laughs> yo, baby. Let me, let me float on over to your crib real quick. Right. Sam, Sam Wilson is is. Isn't he technically inactive? Exactly. Sam, Sam well, he is now, there. but I mean, as far as like, as far as the the main six, you know, the original okay. six. When that's that's what I mean when I say Avengers. So, um, but yeah, I I think they ended his story in a good place. But like I said, uh, they had the little disclaimer at the at the end uh, credits saying that Thor will return. And apparently that was news to him because when it showed up on the movie theater, Taika Waititi said, oh, this is news to us. So, <laughs> so who knows? Well, you know, Feige keeps all that stuff pretty close to the I, I know. Very yeah. much so. Like, even his stars don't know. I, 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 I keep saying, Anthony Mackie said he found out that they were doing a Captain America movie when he was in the, uh, when he was in the checkout lane at the grocery store. His cashier told him. So, yeah, I'm sure we're going to see Thor again. I'm sure we're going to see Valkyrie again. Like I said, I really want her to have a uh, more prominent role. Um, when it says Thor will return, it wasn't really specific. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. And that's the thing that made me like, okay, oh, wow. he could he could show up anywhere. Now, I know that there are rumors that he's going to show up in Loki season two. So I know that there are rumors of that. But um, beyond that, I I don't know. But um, I I don't know because, like I said, they've got so much going on with the MCU now, and all of the stories that they're about to tell. Thor could show up anywhere. He could show up anywhere. So, 
I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll see him in Guardians of the Galaxy 3 because that's slated to come out next yeah. year. Um, that's absolutely possible. So, I mean, who knows? They've, they've got other Phase 4 stuff coming out. You know, we're still in the middle of Phase 4. He could show up in any of that. He could show up in Phase 5. I don't know. There's like so many possibilities because they have so, so much going on in the MCU. Mm. Unlike other, no, let me not say. It. I'm, I'm not gonna do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do that. But um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Is there anything else we need to discuss with Thor? I mean, I know we didn't get into a lot of the story, but I mean, honestly, anybody who's listening to us, they would have seen the movie, so they know, they know what the deal is. I, I don't know. Um, I just, I'm, I'm interested. I'm like Mike. I'm interested to see where they're going to go with this Hercules um, mm-hmm. point, plot point okay. for the future. I'm, I'm interested to see that. Because he, he becomes an Avenger, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, yeah. I was kind of shocked when I saw it in the um, in the post credit scene because one, Zeus is unfortunately that asshole was still alive, which I, I kind of figured. But yeah, when I saw it and I was looking, I was like, is that who is that who I yeah, that and that and that's a the way that who they have playing it is a perfect representation of him from the comic books. Like really almost exactly like dude in the comic books, like fucking hairy chest with the headband and like the sandals and shit. Like I was like, I was like, that's fucking him. It's him. Yeah, it's a good job. They did a good job finding finding somebody to portray him accurately. So it's gonna be, but yeah, it's like they like Thor and Hercules, like they they fight initially, but eventually they become I mean it's they become serious. like best friends and they're like and it's it's just like imagine the what if imagine what if party Thor with two demigods. <laughs> that's how they that's how they become. It's like they become best friends and it's like they go fighting everything they can and just like it, it's like a really and they, their whole their whole dynamic is fucking crazy. I can't mm. wait for that. That's gonna be good. Okay. So are we thinking another Thor movie or a Hercules origin story or it'll be another Thor movie. You think so? Okay. Okay. And then um, the actor is awesome because if you ever see Ted Lasso. He's fantastic in Ted Lasso. I, I have wise, not, but I hear a lot of good things about mm-hmm. it. And then when when he was revealed to be Hercules, I like everything on the internet. It was just kind of like, oh, okay. So I guess people yeah, are pleased like, with his pick. So it's just because it's on Apple Plus, and I'm like, do I need an iPhone? It's like I I, I go into like old folks mode. And it's like I don't know how things work. I'm like. The Apple Plus. I don't have an Apple phone. Do I need an Apple phone? I don't, I don't think I can get that. Can I get that? And I'm like, oh wait, I can get that. Okay, never mind. Oh that. my goodness. But yeah, it's like he's gonna be good. Um, um I, the other interesting thing for me was the fact that uh, we got to see Heimdall again. You know, for a second. Yeah, for a second, and that first was a of surprise. all, huh? That was a surprise. Yeah, it yeah. was. I, I think I was more surprised though about the fact that Heimdall had a son because I was like, where did this son just all of a sudden pop up from? Like Heimdall got a baby mama walking around and we didn't know about it. Like exactly. I guess I guess I guess he wasn't just watching. Bring surprise children on us like that. 
I guess he, he wasn't he wasn't watching the Bifrost too carefully too closely. <laughs> I mean, he took he, vacation. Wait a second. He had hardly nobody went up there. He had a lot of spare time. She could have come up there. All come on now. And that's what he does. It's like I can I can see it now. He's sitting up there watching watching everything. He's looking around. He's like, oh, she's fine. Right. And brings her to brings her up there. It's like. Yeah, this business is like, all right, bye. So, no, I mean, she's as guardian. So, I'm assuming maybe Heimdall just had a wife and son, and we just never knew about them until whenever. But I was like, y'all can't just be springing surprise children on us. That would be like if Thor went back to New Asgard and found out that he had a child. That or or lo, or there's a little Loki. Oh no, let's, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, baby Loki. Oh, no, let's shit. not let's not do that. That's that's way well, too much mayhem. In, in the mythology, he does have kids. So, so. I, yeah, I know, but it's I, I don't know. It's Loki so got Loki strange. has enough stuff going on right now. You know, he's back at the TVA. Nobody knows who he is. He's just kind of like all over the place. They don't set off. All the different timelines. We can, yeah, Loki has enough worrying about to to be worrying about right now. He doesn't need to think about children. But yeah, when I saw that, and I was like, Heimdall. So I, I was, who? Where he come from? But you know, I mean, we we got his son in this movie. We got Heimdall in the end credit scene welcoming Jane Foster to Valhalla. So I was like, okay, maybe that means we'll see Heimdall again too. I won't mind because that's another character I feel like they didn't utilize a lot. And, you know, instead of getting more Heimdall or more Valkyrie, we got that bad acting ass Sif in this movie. Cause that scene was, I, that scene was horrible. Like, why was it even there? That scene didn't, was didn't it look like Didn't it look like it was like the movie was done? Oh, we forgot to add a scene with Sif. And he just like dressed the room somewhere and filmed the scene. That was a horrible scene. It was, it looked horrible. Her acting was horrible. The dialogue was uh, okay. So that, that, that's she the was part better, that I did not she was like. Better in, she was better in Loki. Ali, she was, mm-hmm. she was. But like in this one, that I think, yes, that was the one thing I did not like about this movie. I was like, why was Sif even there? Like, we could have no we could have done without that whole scene except for the fact that when she thought she was gonna die, Thor said the line to her about well, you can't go to Valhalla because you're supposed to die in battle in order to go to Valhalla. And then at the end, Jane Foster dies in his arms and she goes to Valhalla. I that's the only reason why I can think they that they put that scene in there, because other than that, it didn't make sense. So I I don't know that 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 scene was horrible. That was the one thing mm-hmm. I didn't like because I was like I could have done without it. Y'all could have gave me more Valkyrie in that little three minute span. You know, it was nice to see her well, training the kids at the end, but y'all could have just showed me that, and I would have been okay with that. I didn't need to hear her speak or speak. more or more Matt Damon and Luke Hemsworth as Thor and Loki. I I, I, I could have dealt with that too. I could have dealt with that too because even when they were. When they weren't doing the play, when they, you know, right before the kids or right after the kids got um, taken, you know, we got to see them as regular Asgard citizens, like trying to plan with everybody else what they were going to do to get the kids back. And I'm still like, I will watch Matt Damon be in any Thor. Like, I, I just don't just put him in there. 
Just put him in there. He's and, and how do you call how do you call Sam Neil and be like, I want you to play Odin? Like, but he was older than he was older than Rock too. I know. Uh-huh. I'm just saying how how do you, how how does that happen? I don't know, but I'm glad it did because I love Sam Neil too. So it was like, this is fun. And then Melissa, Mc, uh, yeah, then she showed up, and I was just like, oh, y'all just ruined the scene for me. But <laughs> oh, it wasn't bad. I do, I I just don't care for her, and she's one of those she's one of those comedians. I feel like kind of she forces her humor she's just she's never really been funny to me so i I could have done without her in in this movie too but thankfully she was only there for like a few seconds but yeah but other than that yeah give me all that give me all that little the corny stuff the little fake you know the fake actors and the the overly bad acting just being silly and you know getting to look at another hemsworth brother I'll, i'll take that i'll take all that so yeah just i don't i don't know I, I, i'm gonna be honest i didn't even realize the sif was still alive because hella <laughs> killed <laughs> hella killed damn near the whole crew. so where was she yeah, during she ragnarok right she wasn't in ragnarok she was uh where was she she was probably off world but yeah messing I, around with those those agents of shield people probably <laughs> oh well yeah right. <laughs> exactly yeah she did show up there so but um yeah i i I was shocked when she showed up i was like wait she's not dead is this a is this a vision or i i I really thought that's what it was at first because you know like i said i was like hello cute and then i went back in my mind and i was like nope she killed him nope she killed him nope she killed him yeah no Sif wasn't there Sif wasn't there she wasn't so I don't know maybe if they put her in another movie they'll give her better dialogue this time because oh, the dialogue in this one was horrible my arm <laughs> you did that better just now <laughs> Oh goodness! Oh, but yeah. So anyway, so we're all. I guess we're we're kind of we're balanced as far as how we all feel about this. Casey and I are on the side that we like it. Anthony and Michelle are kind of like, yeah, it was kind of annoying. And Mike is somewhere sort of in the middle. But um, you know, I. You're I, right. I, I, in the <laughs> oh wait, wait a second. I'm a little bit above annoying. I didn't feel like it was annoying. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So we're, <laughs> but I'm not we're, in the middle. We're teetering. We're teetering. Yeah. Okay. We're it had ready. its moments. I'm sorry. The the screaming goats were fabulous. That's I will die on this hill. I will die on this hill. Oh. I will down this hill. So just basically, just expect. I have Anthony, to watch it again, Anthony. Anytime you walk into my office this year, I may just break out in that scream just to, you know. <laughs> uh, and, and guess what? I have forgotten where your office is already. <laughs> Gosh, that would You're be liable funny to if make I that make, make that your ringtone for me. That would be. Oh, I might yeah. do that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I should make it your ringtone. That's what I do. Hope that's how it goes. Oh, any final thoughts on Thor: Love and Thunder? I said all I'm gonna say. 
it's I wish it would have been better, but what all has recently happened with DC, it's not like it's not like they're gonna be they're gonna be challenged anytime soon. I mean, it's like they're I I this is this is why I've always said that the that DC needs to be better so that Marvel could be better. Now we're kind of seeing it because Marvel has had a couple of things that have been kind of borderline and kind of questionable. And it's like, but they don't but they don't really feel the urgency to be good to be better because it's like they don't have any competition. It's like who's, who's, what, what else they're gonna go see. So I'm curious, what do you, what else do you think they have that's that's questionable? Um for what it was, um, both the multiverse, uh, the Doctor Strange movie was was kind of could have been better. Yeah, there are a lot of moments. I'm about to kick stuff. you off this podcast. That oh, come movie on. was you, you, you got to be honest. You got you got you had to be honest with yourself, Hanako. Look, there, there, were, there were there were there were there were there were moments in multi in multiverse of madness that could have been better. You know there were like what? it wasn't a it wasn't a perfect movie. And I'm it's, not it's, saying it's just it was like, a perfect movie, but it was. It was I. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I didn't say, I didn't it's say like I didn't in enjoy my top it. three MCU movies. Okay, huh? that, I'm not putting it that far, but I, I didn't say I didn't enjoy it. Did I, I I like the movie. I'm just saying that it could have been better. Hmm. It's just like with it's just like with the some of the certain TV shows had were really good, but they could have been better too. It's just like they're getting lazy. They need they need they need something to light a fire under them. To, in order to continue to get better instead of staying stagnant and being staying in the status quo. They need, they need something to challenge them to elevate themselves. I'm hoping that Black Adam is, is going to be the thing to elevate themselves to, to help to help Marvel be like, uh, okay, fine. We'll, we'll start doing, doing a little bit better. But, I mean, it's like... I mean, I guess I look at it like this. You have a track record of over 30 plus films and shows and you and people are complaining about a handful or less than a handful i i'm not worried about i'm talking, I'm I'm talking not about recent about history i'm talking about recent history even, even with phase past. four you're talking about at least let's see you got uh you got black widow you got shang chi you got the eternals Man. you got um you got mm-hmm. Multiverse of Madness, and then on the TV mm-hmm. show side, you have Miss Marvel, you have She-Hulk coming up, you have um, what else did we have TV show-wise? We had um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Well, that was that was technically phase. Was- well, no, I, I think I that, that was phase technically four. phase three still. Phase- it is? I was phase four. I, yeah, was I thought the journals could have been better. To start there. True. What, 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 what's the Black Widow could have been way better, but Black Widow. That has a lot to do with COVID. I I, yeah, that, and, and I'm not going to even count. Yeah, I'm not even going to count Black Widow as far as that goes because one, Black Widow was way out of. It was way out order. of sync. As yeah, it was yeah. way out of order. So I don't even count okay. Black Black Widow. If I look at Black Widow as a standalone movie because. They introduced it so late that it's like, how can you judge it when you already know what happened to the character? They're basically just filling in time for us. So I don't even, I don't even include that as far as ranking with them because they, they just did that character wrong. They, they should have given her, her story 
way before they did and then COVID came in and screwed everything up so yeah i, I don't right. even count okay that. i can i can i can actually i, I can give you that but it, the eternals could have been way better shang chi was good i just i just i just my point is that this movie could have been better there are certain parts of it that could have been better the writing could have been better there are certain parts of parts of the filming that could have been better that's all i'm saying and the reason is not I and mean, they but they really don't feel a sense of urgency to make it better because why i, I don't know i just think that i i just think that sometimes you know a lot of times you are looking for movies that are going to fit the story you are looking for movies that are going to do well at the box office and then sometimes you just need a break from all the heaviness and you just want to write a really silly really stupid movie and i feel like again i feel like that's what this was this was supposed to be our break from all the seriousness before we get into some more serious stuff and marvel tears our hearts out i mean okay. you know we we got we've got she hulk coming up and we don't know what that's going to entail but we, we do have black panther 2 coming up and just looking at that trailer I'm probably gonna cry the I'm whole movie. Ready. So yes, I will. Hey. I will take a Thor: Love and Thunder in order to give me what I need in order to deal with a Black Panther too. I mean, look what we got going into Black Panther. We have Thor: Love and Thunder, and then She Hulk, which is definitely going to be a comedy. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, and and from Black Panther eventually we're going to have what after the, i'm not sure what shows or films come immediately after that no guardians of the galaxy 3 is coming and from what i understand that's going to be an emotional story um and i have a feeling there may be a death in that film i have heard rumors so yeah, yeah. G- give me some light stuff give me something silly give me something that makes absolute no I'm absolutely not, not- no sense Again. And 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 let me have my 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 lighthearted stuff and my my silly stuff before y'all rip my heart out and I'm sitting on the uh, floor of the movie theater in the fetal position, bawling my ass out in white for T'Challa's funeral. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm again. I I didn't, I didn't say that I I enjoyed this movie. I like going to. I love. I love. I actually like going to see this movie in the theater. I thought it was. A, I had a good time watching this movie. I'm just mm-hmm. saying it could have been better. And that they don't have anything to make to persuade them to make the make it better. And I'm hoping that She Hulk I, I think She Hulk's actually gonna be really good. It's just cause it has it has too many connections within it not to be good. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many things going on that are gonna be going on in that in that series that it has to be good. And nobody's gonna dare say anything bad about Wakanda Forever. So just so, so that's kind of a good point. Nobody's going to be even if even if it's not up stuff, people are still going to say it's outstanding. Mm-hmm. Just so, looking so. at the trailer, I don't think we ha- I don't think we have to worry about anything, you know. And then not only that, the fact that this is basically this is this is T'Challa's goodbye. This is Chadwick's goodbye. I don't think I don't think there's any way they would have put they would put it out if they didn't believe that it was top tier so yeah i don't I don't think we have anything to worry about with that at all so yeah but um so before we get off of this uh let's talk really quickly 
Dragon Con is coming up. Yay. It's Geek Weekend. And uh, as of right now, there are four of us on this call that are going. We are trying to, uh, I'm trying to tell Casey she needs to tell her boss that she can't work Labor Day weekend because we have six Walking Dead people coming to Dragon Con. You already um, know if they make one announcement, I don't care where I'm at. I'm going to be there. (laughs) Okay, so Dragon Con, you just need to announce my career. Uh, And and it'll be over. Right. Wait, hold on. Let me, let me, let me see. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> we already know she would go nuts. But um, as of right now, Anthony, you are doing two panels yes. at DragonCon. Do you know the Do you know the days and times of those panels yet? Um, I know one is Saturday at one, okay. and one is Sunday at eleven. What are your panels okay. about? Yeah. One of them is on Dan Brown's The Lost Symbol. Okay. And the other one is um, a discussion about Debris. If you knew a show called Debris that was on. We talked about that show. We talked about watching that show and then they canceled it, right? And they canceled it, right. Okay, yep. yeah. Those are, my, those are my two panels. Okay, yep. So we'll, we'll probably do a, another full uh, show before Dragon Con just so we can go into our panels more in detail. I am at this point. You're I'm on like thirty five thousand. I'm not on thirty five thousand. I'm on eight. I'm on less than last year. But I I will be talking about uh, MCU Phase Four. I will be talking Miss Marvel, a discovery of witches, legacies, um, Umbrella Academy. Um, I've done. I've already pre recorded a Wheel of Time virtual panel for the show. And then I'm doing a uh, panel on YA adaptations from page to screen and um, awesome women in digital media. So we will post that information once it becomes finalized. They have not posted final schedules yet, but Dragon Con is in less than a month. I'm so excited. I can't wait. It's like it it I don't know what why it seemed like the wait this year was so much longer than it was last year. I don't know. But yeah, so we'll we'll be uh Anthony and I will be doing the panels. Michael will be there for the full 5 days for Is this your first time there the whole time? Cuz I know I've seen you at Dragon yeah. Con like before on like a Saturday. Like I said like one or two days, yeah. Okay. Yeah, this first time I have I have a five-day pass. So. Okay. Okay. And I know I know I'll see Michelle in panel. She's always a big supporter, even before she was on the podcast. She always came to panels and supported. So we're looking forward to it. Now we can just get Casey. That'll have that'll be the whole Atlanta crew there at uh Dragon Con. So that should be fun. That'll give us all a chance to hang out. I think for the first time, like all of us hanging out. So that that will be fun. Right. Yeah, so we'll do a show about that um, in the next coming weeks and get that posted before Dragon Con. But for now, that's it for our show. You can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. You can watch our videos on our YouTube channel and listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.